the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. Malacanang admits mistakes were made when government allowed thousands of locally stranded individuals to gather inside the Rizal Memorial Sports Complex. Presidential spokesperson Hadi Roque says social distancing rules were not followed as the LSIs waited for their turn to avail of government's program to take them back to their home provinces. Na bagamat maraming tao doon sa Rizal Memorial Coliseum, dapat siniguro po ang social distancing. Pero intindihin na lang, na lang po natin yung mga LSIs talagang atat na atat ng makauwi. At yung iba na wala na ng pag-asa na makakauwi tapos biglang nabuhayan ng loob, kaya nagdagsaan po sila sa Rizal Memorial Coliseum. Siguro po sa susunod, kakausapin ko si, uh, si Asek Joy na siyang nagpapatupad nitong programa nito. At siguro ang gagawin natin ay yung mga hatid tulong, e gawin na nating regional nang sa ganun hindi magdagsaan lahat no? at uh, magkaroon tayo ng social distancing. The Bayanihan 2, or the supplemental funds for the government's response to the impact of COVID-19 crisis, can be passed as early as next week. That's according to House Ways and Means Committee Chair Joey Salceda, who says they are only waiting for Senate to approve the bill on third reading. He adds more aid packages are in the pipeline for small local businesses and overseas Filipino workers. I uh, create at ang Bayanihan to po namin i-approve yan. Uh, kahit this week po, matapos lang po ng Senate o at least next week. Mas masusundan po yan ng isang stimulus package na bago pagkasama na po yung cures pati po yung arise na mga 280 billion po, po para po matulungan yung mga SMEs at iba pang mga kumpanya sa pamamagitan po ng mga wage subsidies, pamamagitan po ng mga low interest loan para sa mga OFW. A health reform advocate doubts the efficacy of a vaccine being developed in China. Dr. Tony Lechon says China does not usually manufacture quality products. President Duterte has said he has already talked to Chinese President Xi Jinping to give the Philippines priority access if Beijing discovers a vaccine against the new coronavirus. Should China successfully develop a vaccine, Lechon suggests government to conduct more studies before approving its use. And usually China has not been considered a reference country for quality products. So the usual uh, uh, reference countries are usually UK, United States, Australia. Uh, perhaps if there would be a, a vaccine coming from China, then I think we need to evaluate it uh, with the FDA uh, and other uh, key opinion leaders uh, like our scientists here before we can use that. This is the first time that I would hear uh, that uh, China will be manufacturing uh, a vaccine out of mainland China. The COVID-19 infection in the Philippines surges past 83,600, with over 1,600 new cases reported Tuesday. That's the second straight day of less than 2,000 new cases. Metro Manila accounts for 698 of the new cases, marking the new lowest daily increase over the last 13 days. The number of deaths increased by four, while recoveries are up by 173. 
A governance expert describes President Duterte's State of the Nation address as just patches of interventions with only pockets of solutions presented. Professor Leon Flores III says Duterte should have set aside personal tirades and instead delivered a clear outline on government's response to the pandemic. He adds divisive rhetoric does not help in uniting the country in the middle of a health crisis. People are dying. Our healthcare system is about to be overwhelmed again. So I think it's very important for the president to really um, set the tone and, and this stream of consciousness inside, inserted every now and then in the sauna, in his weekly addresses, uh, to a certain degree will not help. Will not help reassure yeah. the people, will not help outline what steps are to be taken, will not send the right signal to policymakers down the line and in different agencies and in different local government units exactly what are we supposed to do to address this pandemic. Presidential spokesperson Hari Roque dismisses criticisms that President Duterte had no clear and detailed plans for the country to recover from the health and economic impacts of COVID-19. Roque explains the government is intensifying its COVID-19 testing, tracing and treatment programs, having conducted 1.3 million tests so far. He adds that the country's economic managers have revealed that different recovery plans and policies in a series of pre-State of the Nation address talks. Roque also says he is giving Duterte's fifth sauna a grade of 9 out of 10. Gagamitin po natin ang uh, um, public funds no para mag-stimulate ang economy, patuloy po ang ating BBB, patuloy po tayo magbibigay ng ayuda, patuloy po tayo magbibigay ng mga um, loan guarantees at patuloy po tayo magbibigay ng mga pautang sa mga negosyo. Bukod po doon sa paggamit ng ating pantao ng budget ay uh, ginagamit din po natin yung monetary policy. Pinabababa po natin ang interest rate ang, uh, sa ganon ay makautang ng murang ating mga, taong, uh, mga kababayan. Malacanang clarifies President Duterte's tirades against ABS-CBN during his State of the Nation address. It says Duterte's remarks regarding the media giant did not indicate he had a hand in the denial of ABS-CBN's franchise. The palace maintains Duterte just wants the public to know his personal beliefs. Neutral po siya doon sa butuhan na nangyari sa Kongreso. Pero meron din po siya siguro mga personal na paninindigan at uh, ipinarating naman niya yan sa publiko. No? Pero hindi po siya nakialam sa butuhan sa Kongreso. Meanwhile, Malacanang reiterates Duterte's call for telecommunication companies to improve their services. The president had threatened to shut down Telco Smart and Globe during his sauna. Alam nyo naman kung gaano talagang uh, kamiserable ang serbisyo. No? Tingin ko karanasan din po yan ng presidente kasi hindi naman po pwede na ang service ay malakas lamang sa Malacanang. No? So yun po ang uh, punot dulo kung bakit sinabi ng presidente na yung mga nagahawak ng certificate of public convenience ay eh dapat magbigay ng convenience sa publiko at hindi dapat nagpapahirap. A public policy think tank believes poor telecommunication services in the country are not due to underinvestment by telco firms alone, but also because of government policies. Terry Ridon of InfraWatch Philippines says obstacles in getting regulatory permits are hindering telco players from building necessary infrastructure. Ridon adds not even Dito Telecommunity, the third major player that receives support from the Duterte administration, has escaped from these difficulties. Ridon urges government to provide more clarity on President Duterte's threat to expropriate telco firms, which he says could be an expensive move. The president cannot confiscate the leading telcos. Their franchises are not yet up by December. And in order for the president to expropriate, 
he would need to spend around 500 billion to uh, buy out the fair market value of these two companies. 500 billion is better spent on uh, having a coronavirus strategy to having an actual coronavirus response and uh, to give it to our vulnerable families. This is, this is money better spent than uh, expropriating uh, the leading telcos. And more importantly, the president has spoken, uh, has spoken about being uh, the casualty of uh, ABS-CBN. The real casualty has not been the president. He remains to be president. The lobbyists still have their businesses. The casualties had been 11,000 workers that will soon be out of jobs by the end of, by the end of August. We have to make sure that uh, no, more worker, no more workers from uh, telcos will be out of jobs by December time. We're talking about 25,000 telco workers that might be out of jobs if the president is serious about expropriating the leading telcos. For Philippine Senate President Vicente Soto III, a takeover of telco companies is possible if they fail to heed President Duterte's call to improve services by December. Soto also plays down the impact of Duterte's threat on potential investors. I will support that uh, the, the, the call for the tel telcos to shape up uh, by December or government can take over. And indeed, but can government really take over? I mean, is, is that really possible, sir? Yes, yes, that is possible. There Under is a, the law? The franchise, no, in the franchises that were given them, the government can remove those franchises anytime um, in, with another bill uh, or with another law. Um, the president can do that. There are ways of skinning the hat, so to speak. I don't think it was um, intended to directly towards the, the, the foreign investors. Uh, it's really a um, uh, a point directly uh, headed towards this telcos. ABS-CBN extends an olive branch to the Philippine government. The shuttered broadcast company is offering its transmission network to help the education department roll out its distance learning program. It's also offering the use of all the educational programs it has produced over the past 20 years. These include the Knowledge Channel, which has created more than a thousand educational videos with Adepad's help. Presidential spokesperson Hari Roque welcomed ABS-CBN's offer. ABS-CBN made the statement after President Duterte said TV frequencies returned to government should be used to deliver uninterrupted quality education to students at home. Under its distance learning plan, the DEPED plans to deliver lessons to students through TV, radio, print, and digital modules, as well as online platforms. And those were the latest. I'm Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.